Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicole BZ, and you know everything. I'm going to talk at your face about time. I have been playing with time. If you've been paying attention, I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but if it is anywhere near June 2022, I have completely relinquished all constraints of time. I don't know someone who has the level of freedom that I do in my schedule. I make my own schedule. I work for myself. I don't have children. My partner and I are in an interdependent relationship where essentially I do whatever the fuck I want. It's pretty amazing. And I do, obviously, I have clients that have appointments. I have meetings with, you know, space-time coordinates. I make appointments with other people. There are absolutely anchors in my day-to-day, but I control them wholly. And the last few months have been fucking insane. I went back to a level of, like, productivity and work that I haven't experienced since my 20s. And it, like, flipped a switch because... Firstly, I was fucking excited about what I was doing. It was the inception of the church project, which I've, I mean, is like green lights go at this point, aka the people's marketplace, which is what we will be referring to it moving forward. And I'll give you all a full update on that, especially if you're like on social media and the loop, my newsletter. I don't know. That's where I talk about me. Not so much here. Anywho, it like flipped this switch in me that I, I, it took me a minute to firstly bring awareness to and be like, oh shit, bitch, you're working. Like you, I literally stayed up two nights all night in one week researching. Like I was obsessed and like it felt fucking good. It's been a long time that I, since I've been that excited about work and not just work, but like a, like a totally new way of working. And I mean, if you've heard me jibber jabber on about Web3, like this is all part and parcel because this is going to be a Web3 business. I'm actually looking at Web5 right now. That if you're listening to this anywhere near June 28th, 2022, the Web3 Basic B Guide dropped. So get yourself on the loop so you can get yourself the Web3 Basic B Guide. See how excited I am about this? It's like hard for me to keep my thoughts together on it. So like I went into fucking go mode. There was also kind of a hiccup with my mom, which demanded some more time and some like really big conversations with me and my family. And I just I like I didn't stop. And I'm very familiar with this tendency in me. I know what the warning signs are and they started to go off. And I looked around and I was like, what is happening? What am I afraid of? And what I realized is... I'm afraid of not having enough time, rushing through things, one of my alarm signs, double booking, one of my alarm signs, my warning signs. And this fear, it's like ruffling the edges, right? And like, I can feel the rush. I can feel the doubt. And it's not like, can I fucking redevelop an old church and create a crypto business? Doubt. It's like, do I have enough time to write an article? Because what if it takes longer than my allocated time for it. (laughs) It was like getting like really micromanaging and fucking weird. And I could tell like when I'm talking to people as well, I have this weird ability to like a metronome. That's not the right word, but like I am conscious of every fucking second ticking by. And I know exactly where this comes from. My parents are psycho about time. My dad cannot wait. Like every, he used to tell me this as a fucking six-year-old, every single minute needs to be justified. Like you need to justify every minute of your life. So I have that. And then I have my mother who needs to control every situation all of the time. And like what she's looking for is like ease and pleasant experience. And you don't feel like you're being micromanaged because she's fucking amazing at it. 
So she would never want to make anybody wait. She always wanted to be on time. Time was is showing up, being present, being accountable, deadlines, like all of that was like a, a matter of respect and responsibility. And so, you know, in the meantime, my dad, like, d- like he wants to walk out the door the minute that he needs to, to get in the car, to drive exactly as long as it should take to arrive at the thing the minute that it starts. So there is no time wasted. Whereas my mother, like, cannot have any variables that infiltrate her own scheduling so that, like, the same thing happens, but, like, just to, to make sure, like, we're 15 minutes early to everything. And then I have, like, one brother who has no concept of time whatsoever and then another brother who is chronically late. So I'm, like, trying to kind of manage everybody to keep my parents from losing their goddamn minds and my brothers from getting us all fucking beat. <laughs> so it was, that's where that came from. And then, you know, fast forward a few years and I'm in tour management and logistics and shows and events and coordinating multiple adults who also have no concept of time. Then, you know, you you expand that into global record releases and working with teams in different time zones with different agendas, with different goals. And like one of my superpowers was managing time. But now, now my superpower is that time should should not make any difference. Everything should happen when I am inspired, when I have the energy, when it feels like the right time. But my programming suggests otherwise. So this episode today is about the deconstruction of time. Did y'all see that movie Time Bandits from the 80s? Uh, you should watch that. Hopefully someone doesn't come after me for that name. I don't think they will. I'm just being cheeky. But yeah, like time traveling, quantum leaping, the space-time continuum, time is a construct. It is make-believe. Like, all, like uh, sure, logically, I know all of this stuff. But when someone like me, the biggest fucking privileged piece of shit when it comes to time, like I think about all the mamas out there every time I wake up because I wake up by myself. It's quiet. Sometimes I go back to sleep. Sometimes I get up real early. It's no one interrupting anything. And I, I, uh, yeah, I hope you were, you threw your phone against the wall as you heard this for any mom out there. Cause it's the fucking worst. I'm the worst. And also with my training, with my expertise, with my absolute knowing, this energy doesn't just apply to time and it comes from lack. It comes from not enoughness. And sure, like we get to <laughs> fight this beast and, and fight this battle on all sorts of different levels in our experience. Money, love, acceptance, empowerment, like it's going to show up everywhere. But my, my belief is, is if it's showing up anywhere, it's likely everywhere. And if you've heard me talk about the seven levels of energy, that level one, that level two, that fear, that force, it detracts from your ability to be successful. Because if you've only got 100% available, that lack, that not enoughness, that fear, that doubt, that rushing, that disconnected approach, that compartmentalizing, that micromanaging, like it's going to take up 60, 70% of what's happening. And so I'm spending more time counting seconds subconsciously without awareness. But like that's taking me away from like, potentially figuring out the magical solution to all of my problems. And so, I mean, here I am selling this shit, right? So like, obviously I'm holding myself accountable, which is why I'm recording this episode, which is why I have removed all time constraints from my experience just to see what happens. And I'll tell you what, I've been freaking out. Mornings and nights are really hard. I stress a lot because I am not giving myself any of the anchor, any of the support, any of the feedback I typically would that it's all going to be okay. 
But in doing that, I'm getting to the end of every day and being like, holy motherfucking shit. Not only was it all okay, it was better than I could have ever possibly planned. Recording this episode is an example. Like it is at the end of a very long fucking week and I need to pack for three months in a backpack where I'm doing everything from breakout sessions and speaking at a business conference to lounging by a pool in a tropical climate and hiking in a mountain climate. Like it's insane. I'm insane. But when you take away that input, that trigger of fear, of lack, things shift. So I'm going to just give you a, a simple breakdown. Obviously, I'm still in my experience with this experiment. I'm two weeks into it. And it, I still feel like the habit to freak out is there. Um, but like, and I've been late to things. I've missed things. And it's just like, you know what? It's been perfectly fine. It's been okay. So until I get through this, and I've also had so many people reach out to me. I have a feeling I'm going to like create something out of this so we can kind of work on this together. But first, 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 let me uh, live through my own little experience with this and give you some of the perspectives and frameworks in which I'm working to overcome and challenge this fear forever. So firstly, seven levels of energy. You knew it was coming. With time, it absolutely applies. So that level one is the victim. I have no control. I'm always running out of time. I am a victim of time. Time is, is, is the, the only non-renewable resource in our experience. Level two is hoarding, micromanaging, overscheduling, checking in with everybody else, checking in, you know, double, triple, quadruple checking plans. Like it's sort of that need to control and to, to monitor every second of every minute. Sound familiar? Level three is the budgeting. It's the planning. It's the acceptance that time is limited. Therefore, we have to take what we can get. And it's, you know, a little bit fear-based, a little bit consciousness-based. We are, we are using a schedule. We are, you know, letting people know what our availability is, what our capacity is. It's not an amazing way to work with time, but it gives us some stability, some neutrality around it, expectations, certainty, et cetera. Level four, and I don't know if you're familiar with the love languages, and this is absolutely time for me, but level four is like, how, how can I give with my time? And, and like quality time is the actual love language. But it's that idea that like just, just my gift of time to you says that I love you. It's where we use time to invest in what is most important to us. Level five is the opportunist. Level five means I can do whatever the fuck I want with time. It is my choice to use time, engage with time, give time to whatever I want. Level six is that creative flow. Level six is when you get lost in time, when you forget what time it is, when you're having that conversation and you realize it's four o'clock in the morning, or when you're working on that project and you realize it's been the whole work day. So level six is a pretty amazing place to experience time. And then level seven is, is the illusion. And this is actually from my training. So I'm reading a direct quote here. This is where I, I intellectually approach time, but the reality has been quite different, which is why I'm kind of I'm doing this. It's like a time detox. So the quote is, time is a linear illusion created in the human experience to measure what appears to be a limited life. I loved that. To measure what appears to be a limited life. And that really resonated with me because the underlying assumption with my timing is I, I'm limited. There will not be space or opportunity for all of this. I have to choose. And in choosing, that means I have to give something up. And that's just not true. 
So how do you play with time when you might not perceive your experience as having the freedom? You might not be at that level five where time is a choice. And so first things, you know, uh, you should have known this was coming as well as values. What is most important to you? And sometimes I'll lead people through a value exercise where you identify your top values. And then on a scale of one to 10, you rate how much are you living these values in your day to day? Most people are pretty surprised. And, and it goes both ways where they're they're at a 10 out of 10 for their values, but yet they're not feeling fulfilled or inspired with their time. Interesting. Okay. Sometimes it's the other way around where they're not living their values. They're not, there's no time being invested into their values. That's a different challenge. But with awareness, you can figure out where you're at and what you want to do about it. Oftentimes, especially in our incredibly busy, insane lives, time does feel like the only non-renewable resource and the most precious resource at that. So how can you take back your time? It's going to look different for everybody. I did a previous episode on the first season on productivity, so I won't go through those exercises again, but what I will do is kind of build upon them. Look at what lights you up and look at what drains you. When you can allocate more of your time to the activities that light you up and expand you and reduce the amount of time spent on activities that drain you, it's going to, kind of like what I was talking about before, increase your bandwidth for success, increase your bandwidth for possibility, for enjoyment, for fulfillment, because you're simply not wasting energy. It's not about time. It's about your capacity, your bandwidth. You're 100% available to you in any given day. The draining activities are just going to suck up more of that. And it doesn't have to be big. It can start off really, really small. I worked with one client who's a busy business owner. They, they had two young kids and just carving out five minutes to just sit is where we started. They, they didn't even do anything. It wasn't about writing in the journal or moving your body or meditate. It was just like sit and stare at the fucking wall for five minutes. Let's normalize that. You know, now this person, I think three hours on weekdays, like work days, and then they take one whole weekend a day. It's, you know, these the kids are older, but by no, I mean, I think they're like eight. The oldest is eight. Think so? Yeah. So yeah, still a busy mom, still an entrepreneur, still a business owner, still a wife, still a daughter, still a sister, still a community member, still a leader, still a mother, and and taking like as much time as they could have ever possibly imagined for themselves. And doing things like gardening, doing things like getting outside, doing things like joining the gym. Like once they once they created the time, then they could start investing that time in the things that matter to them most. It's also really easy to think, I can't stop this train. But as y'all know, because I've been talking about it endlessly, I was at VCon in, I was going to say March, May of 2022. And Gary V talked about the first times NFTs shot across his bow. And this is someone who's running, you know, multi-million dollar companies. Like I think it was like seven or eight different companies at the time. It doesn't feel like the dude sleeps. Like it seems like he goes a million miles an hour. And he said he stopped everything he was doing for two weeks and learned everything he could about NFTs, about 100 hours worth of just learning. And in order to do that, he had to stop everything. He had to block his calendar out. Those NFTs, his series of NFTs are now a $400 million revenue stream a year later that didn't exist. That is taking back your time. That is, is creating time. By prioritizing time and by prioritizing what you're passionate about, what you know is going to expand you and lift you up, and giving that time, you're going you're gonna to find energy you didn't know you had. 
I was just talking with actually the last interview for the Relatable series in this podcast with a VP in tech. And last week, the entire company had a think week where you were not meant to have meetings. You were not meant to be working on your deliverables or KPIs. You were literally meant to be thinking about your job, thinking about your role and responsibility and how to make it amazing. The whole company like black balls, I don't know if that's the right word, blacks out like the ability to book meetings and have conversations. That is an organizational culture invested in time and creating space so that you can truly create the change you need in order to get the results you seek. This VP also talked about how one of the shifts they made is that they block out their Monday morning every week. So this gives them the space to create a successful week to lead from a place of calm and creativity and consciousness, meaning like they're present, they are intentional, they are purposeful, and they're not just putting out fires, they are triaging, they are prioritizing because they've given themselves the space to do that. That is how you treat time like an illusion where you, you create time, like you create time by giving yourself time, right? So I think in... My, as someone who has been, like, I pride myself on my ability to navigate time. And I no longer want to be look, thinking about the clock when I'm talking to somebody or when I'm recording a podcast episode. And I'm like, oh, we've been talking for 20 minutes. Like, is this still good? Because the time has, it doesn't matter how long it is. And I urge you in your own day-to-day, in your own experience, to challenge yourself to that, like, level five, level six, level seven experience of time. What choices are you making around time? How do you experience time as limitless? Because it's in those moments that you are in flow, right? And what if time is just an illusion and there's no limitation? You are not running out of time. There is not a cap on the time available to you in a particular activity or endeavor or plan. That timelines you create are just that, a construct to kind of give you, you know, I always talk about this like a space-time coordinate so you can just simply evaluate where am I? Where did I expect to be? Where am I going? Are we on track? Do we need to do we need to adjust? I am done with letting time rule me and I am done being beholden to time. And I am living that and committing to that by just completely releasing any time constraints at all. And it's it's like yeah, it's been hard. It's created some stress, but I'm 2 weeks into it, I can I I believe it now. And I have proven every single fucking day that time almost slows down to suit my needs and things magically reorganize themselves. And where there has been like a quote unquote snafu, it just like magically worked out. Like I had a client booked while I was getting on an airplane and the day before the client called me to say they had to reschedule and they were so sorry. I've had multiple overlap and schedule and booking that just the person moved up half an hour, moved back half an hour. I was at my hairdresser as I was getting my hair cut and I had a client at four and my hairdresser knew that. And I, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I walked out of their salon at like 3.57 and I got home, which is a couple miles away, sat down in front of my computer and it was 4.02. Some wouldn't even consider two minutes late, right? Like it doesn't even make sense that I was able to get to drive, like pay her, get in my car, drive my car. There's two stoplights I have to go through, get to my house, run upstairs, sit in front of my computer, and it's 
been five minutes. Like it, it doesn't actually even make sense to me and it doesn't have to. I guess I'm sharing this and I'm probably repeating myself at this point. So I will, I will conclude by saying time is only as limited as you make it. And notice where you start to micromanage. Notice where you lean into the budgeting and the planning and the scheduling. Notice where you use time as a love language. And just ask yourself, what would shift if there was no limitations? What would shift if I wasn't afraid of time? I would love to hear from you. Let me know. Hello at NicoleBZ.com or DM me at the BZ channel on all the socials. Please rate, comment, give feedback. I think I've said this a few times, but you'd probably be surprised how little <laughs> feedback there is. Even though you think everybody must be re reviewing this podcast. It's, it's just one of those things. Even if you want to complain, I would love to hear from you. Share this with somebody who might be a little bit fucking crazy about time. I could have used this episode a while ago. That's for damn sure. Let me know if there's anything, any questions that you've got, anything I can support you with in terms of business. I love, I love being able to take my DMs and turn them into episodes. It's, it's cool. That feels like a co-creative process. It's also a way to get free coaching, my friend. I am still taking one-to-one -one clients. I've got, it's June, 2022, closing the books for July and August. And then we're just going to have to see what happens with the people's marketplace. But there will be some limited availability. If you did want to work with each other, let me know. And there's always the anti-business school. I think I said the Web3 Basic B Guide is dropping June 28th, and that will be available. So get get you some. And I think that's all I got. Happy Friday. It's Friday. I'm about to go have happy hour with my best friend and my Spanish teacher on Zoom because we're nerds. So with that, I wish you all the best. Don't ever forget you know everything. I love you. Bye.